This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to a very special show today, because I am going to be joined by perhaps one of the very first people that I ever started following on Twitter. So pretty excited to have them um, coming on today. And without further uh, further hesitation, let's introduce our amazing guest, John McGee. Good morning, John. He's just joining us any moment. Um, for those of you that are on Twitter, you might know John actually as being our kindness coach or the UK Kindness Schools Ambassador. Um, and the one thing that really stood out for for me when I first saw John's Twitter profile was his pinned tweet, which says, teachers change the world one child at a time. And I just thought that's so beautiful, particularly for those of us that are educators that know the challenges that come with teaching. Um, what I really love about John is that constant positivity, that constant energy, that real kind of light and kindness that John brings to the classroom that reminds us that um, education can be the most amazing and rewarding job in the world. So good morning, John. Good morning. Can you hear me, Poppy? Because I'm just double checking that I've got my audio through. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly, John. Can you hear me okay? Hey, it's fantastic yeah. when um, <laughs> technology works, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> so wonderful. And John, just as you were uh, joining us, there, I was kind of fangirling a little bit, just saying, I think you are one of the very first people I started following on Twitter. <laughs> oh, Confession. that's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. That's, um, yeah, it's, that's very, very kind of you to say, Poppy. So thank you very much. Means uh, means a lot. Thank you. And one of my secret favourites. <laughs> so maybe for those <laughs> those of us that, um, you know, aren't following you on Twitter yet, at kindnesscoach underscore, hopefully they will be soon. Can you maybe start by just telling us a bit about you, John, maybe what you do, what your education journey has looked like up to the point of you becoming our amazing kindness coach? Um, so currently, um, off the back of signing the uh, international publishing deal with Bloomsbury for the Happy Tank, um, currently traveling around the UK, um, doing staff training. So speaking at head teacher conferences, uh, staff insets and, and also delivering super learning days for, um, I'd say maybe 70% key stage two children. I also do some key stage three high school talks. So mm -hmm. last year was big focus on the kindness matters, the 30 day challenge, uh, with the book and the online courses. And then since, um, signing the publishing deal with Bloomsbury, uh, massive focus on, on, you know, getting the happy tank book into the children's hands because there is an online course, which our kindness matters schools have. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, just, just really very, very grateful to be out there getting to meet a lot of these children, uh, teachers, families, and, uh, and, and it, still pinching myself feeling like a celebrity because when I go to these <laughs> events or, you know, people asking for autographs and pictures and and because he because he used to see me on the TV, you see. So um, yeah. it's quite um, I just I'm just a, I'm just a very humble guy. Just grew up in a council estate in Blackburn and just uh, very passionate about um, teaching kindness and how it can benefit everybody's mental health and well-being. And, and it's a great way to, you know, to help you self-regulate when sometimes your thoughts and emotions may be getting the, shall we say, the better of us. 
Amazing. And John, can I just pick up on something you said there? You feel like a celebrity. You are a celebrity. Like, hello. <laughs> You're definitely a celebrity. Um, and I know we've, we've kind of got the next hour just to kind of hunker down. And, and the main thing I want to talk to you about is your book, The Happy Tank. But I've, I hope it's OK. I've got a whole list of questions for you today. I want to talk about the book. I want to talk about your YouTube channel, which I'm literally obsessed with. Uh, I want to talk to you maybe a bit about what it's like being signed to Bloomsbury. Um, so lots of questions, if that's OK, John. Yeah, of course. You know, it's at the end of the day. As you know, Poppy, I, you know, I, I live to give. I really do. And I, and I believe everybody does, you know, that's in education. You know, it's, it's, it's not it's, it's not for the faint society working edu in education and and especially with all the added pressure. I mean, mm -hmm. I bumped into a teacher yesterday by the beach and she said um, it's a small world because everybody knows each other in education, don't they? And I'd worked with one of her friends who's a head teacher at a school. And, um, you know, she was she was sort of saying, um, you know, give me the kids all day long. It's all the other stuff that goes with it. And and I think that's the challenge, isn't it, in education, This uh, all the other red tape. But, um, exactly. but yeah, we're in it for the kids, aren't we? We're in it to make a difference, to be of service. And it's the greatest job in the world. It is indeed the greatest job in the world, but I totally hear what you're saying there, John, as someone who was a primary school teacher for, for 11 years. Mm. Um, it is the best job in the world, but it's it's all that stuff outside of the classroom, mm. isn't it? All those, you know, the paperwork and policies, which we need in education, maybe. Yeah. But um, I think you're right. I think teachers are kind. We do have kind hearts. And I think that's what I love about your book and what I love about everything you're doing, actually, is just reminding us of that, reminding us of why we went into teaching, reminding us of that effect we can have. And back to, I was talking at the start of the show here about your pinned tweet on your Twitter profile, which is how teachers can change the world one child at a time mm. what I love about that John is like okay we might feel as teachers that we we don't have the power you know there's that awful saying you know those who can't teach <laughs> I know you heard that you know that yeah. and I, someone said to me once oh I didn't want to be a teacher I wanted to actually do stuff and I was like don't forget how powerful teachers can be we're you yeah. know talking to the next generation of adults we're nurturing them and and that's what i think is great about your book which we're going to get onto in a sec um the happy tank because it's it's more than education it's more than the academic side it's reminding us how we can support children and and actually i know we'll talk later about um your tv channel on youtube but what i love about kindness matters tv there's this one video on there that that really stands out for me it's a tiny video it's where you're talking to yusuf i don't even remember the video that i'm on about john oh yeah I met that child little mother. yusuf <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's only about a 10 a 10 second video um yeah. and in it you're talking to this boy in the classroom about you know why people should read your book the happy tank and he just says you know it would, it would just make us more confident and i thought wow like if that's not our job as a teacher i don't yeah. know what is it's just about giving children that confidence so yeah i've got i've got so many questions so many questions yeah <laughs> um so maybe let's start then for those that haven't yet bought your new book the happy tank can you maybe tell us why <clears throat> the happy tank where did this this fantastic idea come from well it actually came from children it came from key stage two children um in a, in a little seaside town called blackpool and i was currently working around schools in east lancashire and then when the pandemic came one of my friends roger farley was a executive head at westminster primary academy at the time um i i have about maybe i think I have about two, 
any odd schools that they're like my, you know, like my regular schools because they've been friends over the years that I get down mm -hmm. and go and deliver stuff, do a talk, so on and so forth. But I couldn't get around the schools because of, you know, the, the spread of virus and, you know, the, the precautions in place. So I was living down on the coast in uh, Lytham St. Anne's. So I chose Rogers School and it's one of those schools that's got high levels of social deprivation, uh, lots of people, premium kids, really, really challenging community. So when we went into the school, right, spoke with all my contracts with Kindness Matters and they were like, no, no, John, that's fine. So I chose one school just so I could, you know, won't be spreading any coronavirus and so on and so forth. And I'd done lots of staff training with Roger's staff with the New Role Linguistic Programme, which is positive psychology. And the impact that I'd had on his staff was phenomenal because then they were filtering it down to the kids and, and working with the children. And he said, look, I just need you to go in there and just work your magic, John, just do what you do best. And he just he just said, uh, you're not going to believe what they're worrying about. And I, and I, like most people, I said, what, sneezing on their gran and them dying, them catching coronavirus and, you know, maybe, you know, being poorly or, you know, be quite fatal. And he said, no, they're worried about this sats, John. Can you believe it? Oh, my god. He said, he said, get in there and, 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 and let them know that they don't have to, worry about the sats and everything's going to be all right so when i started working with the children and they shared the worries and their anxieties it was it was absolutely shocking that kids wow. as young as nine were scared to death the sats more than being in a global pandemic and i thought hold on a minute as a parent of three i thought this is you know this is this is not on so we we started talking about what could we develop to and you know as being as doing my yoga teacher training at the moment be all my qualifications in neuro linguistic programming thought how could we how could we teach children how to self-regulate how could we all of these uncomfortable emotions which every single human being has to experience whether it's anxiety worry stress <laughs> anger they're all transient these emotions and they're all ephemeral which means you know they come and they go um and you know no one certain feeling whether it's happiness or sadness can stay like that it just comes in waves and it's fleeting <laughs> But it was how do we teach the children that? So it had to come from the children. So, you know, the art of storytelling. So I'm, I'm a great storyteller and I love telling, telling <laughs> stories because kids always remember, don't they? You tell them a story, they, know, they don't forget. <laughs> they, they just hang on. I've got so many in my me, me, me toolbox. So I'm Lovely. telling lots of different yeah lots of little different stories i think we all love it? stories i think even as adults you know i, I love yeah. a, a good story don't we all yeah it's great so i started telling little stories about my kids and you know other kids i've worked with in schools and the only thing i change is the kids names um mm -hmm. and then they came up with a metaphor so that how could we come up with some therapeutic techniques to make us feel better on the inside so what my outcome as a teacher was to teach the children that it's your circle of influence. So it's once something I'm actually speaking at at a head teacher conference up in Yorkshire for Kirsty Stubbs, a tattooed head teacher off uh, Twitter. Uh, it's for all her head teachers. And it's talking about what's in our power of influence. It's some great work done by the late, great Dr. Stephen Covey. And as you, you being a doctor, Poppy, you'll, you'll get that with your doctorate. So Dr. Stephen <laughs> Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, read his book back in 2008, absolute game changer radically changed my outlook on lots of things in life lots of paradigm shifts and it's about that circle of influence or accepting the things outside of our control which we we have no control over and learning how to just let it go it's as simple as that just letting it go uh, and what, it's a skill and it takes time 
So we started mm -hmm. to look at that with the children, like what do we have within our control? And then what I did is I brought in a model called the Mercedes model, which is a fantastic um, psychological model within neuro linguistic mm -hmm. programming. And we the children get, didn't get to see the model, but everything I was doing was verbally teaching them that how as human beings is how we function on the inside. So the outside world gives us very little information just through our five senses, sensory-based information. It's the vast majority of what's going on. So I think it's, you know, 10% uh, of what happens to us, 90%, over 90% is how we respond to mm -hmm. it. And it was it was that, that when we seen the shift, we seen the paradigm shift where kids went, all right. So the children came up with, it was either going to be called the joyful joy, which was the metaphor we're putting something in. So I was going to write on sticky notes, you know, affirmations and, you know, believe in yourself, do your best not to worry, put them in a jar. Mm -hmm. And then this, and then one little kid just, we got talking about, I don't know how about plumbing, they're so creative, aren't they? Children's kids talking <laughs> about, talking this little child, child about a header tank and if you put the bath of the shower on and your mum will go mad if you've got both taps on when the shower of the bath's going. And, and then it just, we talked about a tank of water and the tank of yeah. water became the happy tank amazing wow oh i love that i know the story behind the title now i always love when yeah. he <laughs> so interesting yeah. i did wonder yeah. where that came from so yeah i love that the happy town i love i love as well how everything you do john is really led by the young people and the children you're working yeah. with i think that's what makes your voice so authentic yeah yeah well, um yeah, I love it. so i want to ask you a bit more about the, ha the happy tank and i think even for me as someone who now you know, trains the next generation of teachers at, at university level, it really mm. resonates with me what you're saying, that actually the fact that those children were so anxious about their SATs, mm. you know, when there was the pandemic going on, I see this even with my adult learners. So, mm. you know, I'll have students that don't come to a lecture. I'll check in with them. They're like, oh, I'm just, I'm so anxious that like, I couldn't leave the house. And I think something has gone wrong here when we've got people, you know, really amazing people that, that can't regulate as an adult and I do think part of that comes from even reflecting on when I was at school um how we weren't talking about mental health and we weren't talking about regulation and, and emotions apart from in a very basic way so I, I think your book's a great read for everyone I know it is aimed you know at younger children but I think even for adults the happy tank really helps us reflect I think on, on what regulation looks like so maybe we maybe let's pick that up then how do you think your book, The Happy Tank, helps children self-regulate their thought and emotions, John. Could you maybe tell us a bit more? Well, I think, like you said with Yusuf, it, it's, well, for me, it has to come from the children. So it's, it's as the author and, and, you know, developing The Happy Tank and obviously developing an online course and then the book to go with the course. It has to, it has to come from the children. As, and as you've seen, when I interviewed little Yusuf and I've been interviewing other children saying that, you just tell me how this book's helping you and, and what have you done and how has it impacted in you and how are you taking that forward and how is it helping you with your education? How is it helping you with life in general? It's just by, you know, teaching the children these subtle, you know, um, exercises from mm -hmm. positive psychology which work you know and a lot of them are also from spiritual practice so you know when i say spiritual i'm not going all woo wah woo wah <laughs> it's like you know <laughs> from things like yoga you know like so the importance of breath work so a lot of your listeners will be very aware of like wim hof so you know you said wim hof you don't realize that wim hof's doing 
you know, yogic breathing practices, which were developed nearly 10,000 years ago when, you know, some little monk was sat in a cave trying to figure out his little monkey mind and asking himself questions or herself questions. Why, why, why are we having these, why are they having these thoughts? So, you know, self-regulation, breath work, just bringing yourself into the present moment. So it's, it's, it was looking at these, these type of exercises, these therapeutic exercises, which are tried and tested and which sadly most adults go to a therapist later on in life, which could have been prevented earlier on, which is what we're doing now with the happy tank and other fantastic, um, you know, alternative educational programs out there, just like my friend Adrian Bethune, who's also a fellow authored at Bloomsbury, who has his seeds of happiness course, all these types of, um, you know, um, alternative educational providers, all with that mm-hmm. same passion and drive to teach children as early on and then also teach the teachers because it's kind of sad, isn't it, that as us as adults, like for myself, why did I have to, in 2008, go on to a, a, an in-depth 10-year-plus um, journey to understand who I am as a human being and why I have these thoughts and these emotions to learn these types mm-hmm. of psychology. Surely if I would have been taught some of this when I was a child at primary school, like, you know, uh, about my cognitive thoughts, uh, where do emotions come from? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what types of lessons can I learn in the primary school that's going to equip me how to self-regulate my thoughts and emotions? Because it's certainly not going to get any easier when I get to GCSE level. It's certainly not going to get any easier when I get to A levels. It's certainly not going to get any easier when I get to come into my degree. And it's certainly not going to get any better when I get into workforce, when there's a competition to progress and get promoted at that level. So exactly. does it not say, you know, when kids are saying the frat and the sats? So when that's exactly. going on, if we don't teach our children whether it's with the happy tank or any other type of therapeutic programs, how to self-regulate their thoughts and emotions, then I'm sorry, we're failing those kids. We are failing those kids because sadly, when you and I was growing up, there was no iPhones. Well, I know there certainly wasn't in my generation. Please forgive me, Poppy. Uh, no, no, no you're right. I had a Nokia brick when I was about 16. Oh, <laughs> the good old Nokia brick. I think I had a walkie-talkie. I think, I think, John, I could store five five texts at a time brilliant and you had snake on it do you remember playing snake on on the oh, yeah, I was on one of the nokias uh, i have a confession to it i still have a nokia phone it's called the bat phone so some weekends i just turn off my iphone because it never stops and i just go on my yeah. my nokia bat phone and only my kids i think i have the local curry house in the area <laughs> the just eat yeah, number, essential. and i just turn it <laughs> off for the weekend so i'm not going on my social so i can actually walk I in nature that. listen to the birds look at the bees buzzing in the grass hear children laughing and giggling in the park hear a conversation smell the lovely cut grass and I'm really in the moment. So I do some weekends just turn my phone off and just have my little bat phone, which is my Nokia phone. But back to what I was saying. So self-regulation, it, you know, it doesn't get any easier. And sadly, through through the iPhone and all types of smartphones, we have a massive problem um, with children spending too much screen time on their phones and being at home and in the bedroom and only God knows what some of the things they're looking at. And as you and I both know, 
um, all behavior is learned behavior, and we learn from the things we mm-hmm. see, and we copy. It's what I call monkey see, monkey do. And children yeah. are modeling what they're seeing. Now, the sad thing is one of our affirmations that we have within the Happy Tank book and the course is comparison is the thief of joy. I do not need to compare myself to anything or anyone. We teach the children the power of affirmation. So what we're doing is cognitively programming our subconscious mind to take that affirmation and believe in it. Once the conscious mind believes in that affirmation, whether it's that affirmation or any other, this is when you get the the byproduct of the emotion that attaches to the thought. Because thoughts and emotions trigger from each other so you can get a sensation in the body that could be a not so nice sensation and then the thought will try and put meaning to the sensation even though there's nothing going on in the present moment around you you could be by yourself in a field but you feel a little bit why am i feeling a bit sad and your thoughts try to start putting meaning to it so what would happen if we had we had a an affirmation to to work with that emotion whatever that transient nature of that emotion would be and this is what we're teaching the children that you know with your thoughts and emotions little things like affirmations to program your subconscious mind obviously we don't tell the kids are subconscious we just teach them the repetition and how it makes them feel and then what we're doing there is we're teaching children how to self-regulate how to to take 100 percent responsibility for their thoughts and emotions in any given mm-hmm. moment i love that and and do you know why i think I agree with everything you're saying there, John. Why well, I think affirmations are so important, particularly for primary age children, but but all of us as adults. And I think again, that's why I really enjoy your your tweets because I think um, you know, as I am trying to do with with my Twitter, you know, to put out these positive messages for people who might not have heard these kind of positive messages about themselves, whether that was in the home growing up or you know from the the people who you know should have been those caring for you we haven't always had those positive voices and they can become that kind of inner critic can't they in us like the things we hear being said to us become our own negative self-doubt so yeah. i love i love this thing about affirmations actually i want to pick up i've actually got i want to talk to you later about your youtube channel but i want to mention something now if that's okay yeah. um because on your youtube channel kindness matters tv one of my favorite videos um it's it's based off the happy tank and it's the one about happy tapping oh do you remember the one i'm on about john yeah yeah (laughs) um i really love that happy tapping video because actually before christmas i was getting really overwhelmed with everything at work and i thought i'm gonna try tapping but i kind of my brain's kind of so busy i i watched one video and then i never tried it but when i came back to your video on kindness matters tv which i think was just in such a nice like simple way the way that you present i really like so i was like oh i'm actually going to try this and i don't know whether i can ask you a favor john maybe could you talk a bit about happy tapping with us now is that something we could do on the radio yeah of course yeah obviously because it's not visual at the moment and um before that before i did that i just need to be honest with you because i've had a, as you know i had a meeting with my agent this morning and and and, and i'd spoke with bloomsbury and it's been very difficult because i've been encouraged to go onto tiktok quite a lot in the last it started three years ago before your tiktok had even started someone yeah uh, someone who i work with in the states had said look john you'll be massive on this new thing coming out called tiktok and, <laughs> and honestly three years ago and i was like what and, I, and then he showed me i was like oh i don't think it's me that it seems like you, i'm being silly he's going honestly you're really good on video 
you come across so authentic anyway i couldn't do it and then we lost a big account we got one of our accounts hacked we had a massive account kind of smarts account on instagram it was my own fault i clicked on a link lost it, it really hurt my feelings because I couldn't get the account back and Facebook oh, didn't, no. they wasn't too kind was Facebook or Instagram. So I'm very true to my values and beliefs and I just couldn't go back. Fortunately, as you know, I've, I've, cause I've started again on Instagram. I had a, I had a sister account, which was a family account and that grew mm-hmm. really quick to like 20 or 30,000. That wow. was just playing with it 10 years ago, but I kept it as a backup, thankfully. <laughs> so I, I've, I've had this bit in my teeth basically poppy because like I said, I'm very true to my authentic self and my values and beliefs and they'd, you know what it's like if someone if someone offends your values it's, you've got to really work on that stuff and really unpick it but it's mm-hmm. hard isn't it so mm-hmm. so i've had this 50 50 do i commit to TikTok and more to instagram and i've just been dipping my toe in the water because once i give 100 percent to something you're just going to see a tsunami <laughs> kindness <laughs> you know it's you know it's it's, it's going to be colossal so i've been dipping my toe in and out of it but now with you saying that this morning about the YouTube channel and so on and so forth, and I've been asking lots of head teachers in schools about, because they have, you know, I've got to respect that a lot of my friends who are head teachers, they have, it, it's the bane of their life is TikTok. You know, it, it causes so many problems in schools. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to add insult to injury. <laughs> and so I've got this dichotomy where some people are saying, yeah, but John, you're shining a light in a dark place. Definitely. Kids will come and, watch your stuff and then i've got my stuff going on in my head which i'm thinking am i you know am i sort of selling out am am i coming across thingy so i'm very grateful that you've shared that this morning talking about you know the impact what you've seen on the youtube channel and other things um because back to your original question with the happy tapping it is a visual exercise um you know, so any of your listeners, I'd, I'd encourage them to go and look on the um, on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And we can share. We'll get sharing that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and and happy tapping is based off something called EFT, emotional emotionally focused therapy. Um, it's very very powerful. Um, deals with a lot of trauma. When you mm-hmm. tend to do one to one counselling or coaching with somebody that's come for some sessions. There's always a lot of um, a lot of trauma comes up, so there's a lot of tears, a um, lot of stuff laid down in the subconscious early on in life because it all tends to go back to the inner child. Um, so teaching children this at a very early age, these tapping points and working with um, different types of emotions and different types of um scripts so we have scripts that i've written and developed myself and working with other fantastic therapists to work mm-hmm. with stuff like anxiety worry um you know anger all these types of emotions that that come up and teaching children how to use the affirmations within the tapping um it's 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 very very powerful therapy and, and to teach children so what we what we did with the happy tank book was when i worked with my psychologist and my coach and mentor we wanted to be quite <laughs> i can't believe i'm saying this live on air uh, we wanted to be um um i was i did something covertly so the way it's written it's also written for adults because if you've got an <laughs> adult sitting down or a teacher reading the happy tank book to a child we wanted the reader if it was an adult to go, for example, say they was reading the chapter on gratitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're reading the book. And they I go, love that chapter. 
yeah and then they go and then they go oh i never thought about that there is a lot of things to be grateful for oh and this is what i'm reading to to my child about i can't be unhappy and grateful at the same time i never thought about that oh he's onto some of that john mcgee so if i am feeling <laughs> unhappy i just have to say things i'm grateful for like i'm grateful for my partner i'm grateful for my home and you know and how does that make me feel so what me and my coach did and and my trainer was to look at an angle so that when an adult's reading it to a child, they're actually getting a bit of therapy themselves. <laughs> and it's Love working. It. It's working. It. It's working, which is great. So it's so although the book's been written for children, nine times out of ten it'll also be read by a teacher or an adult or a carer. So Yeah, and and I think as well, the way that you've written it in a child friendly way, that's what's great about the book. Like when I got when I got the copy, like it's so colourful, it's like got the little cartoon illustrations all the way through. Just yeah. actually makes it really accessible for, for particularly for people like myself, you know, neurodiverse. Like I don't mm. want a whole page of text. Like I've already I've already zoned out. What I love about your book is so accessible, the bite size information that you're totally right, John. I think for adults or children, it is is just so easy for us to digest. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And and that's and that's and that's what it's about because you 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 know you'll know from your doctorate. You know you you could dish out some big words just like I could. You know with psychology words, and people go, "What are you talking about? What does that even mean?" So it's like, how do you distill that down? How do you break that down so it's in your linguistics where it's accessible and you, you can understand it you know you're not talking about synapses or the neurological pathways you know yeah. or what meta you oh yeah so you we're not going into meta tags and stuff like that so it's like how do you break that down in a child-friendly language that kids can exactly. understand teachers can understand adults can understand but then having exactly the well you've you've definitely achieved that john <laughs> right one second we're just going to remind everyone uh who we're here with and then we'll be back to talk to you more about your book this is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. So welcome. I can see we've got lots of new listeners just joining us in the studio. I'm Poppy Gibson, and we're here with our VIG, very important guest, John McGee, author and kindness coach here on Teachers Talk Radio. Good morning, John. Good morning, Dr. Poppy. How are you? <laughs> oh, I always love it. You know, that old imposter syndrome. I do love when people use it. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. I'm good. And I'm so happy you're here. And I really enjoyed uh, chatting to you. I feel like time's flying. We're already halfway through the show. Uh, and I've got so many more questions for you, John. But um, first of all, I wanted to pick up on something we, we spoke about just before the break there. Um, about being kind to ourselves first. And I really like how you told us about your bat phone for anyone who's who missed the first half of the show go back and listen on the podcast um john spoke about you know detaching sometimes from social media for that break maybe could we talk a bit more about that john about about being kind to ourselves yeah well it's it's this is where we we all go wrong as human beings and because you know as human beings we're very visually referenced you know externally referenced so we learn a lot from the external environment um mm -hmm. but the skill is you know in in lots of spirituality you know they, they talk a lot about you know mindfulness meditation closing your eyes and going inside and some of your listeners may or may not have heard of the quote which is happiness is an inside job 
and it truly is, you know, we've got to learn to start going inside. And one of the ways to that is, you know, closing one of our senses, being the visual sense, and just exploring. And as most people say, you know, oh, I've got so many, so many busy thoughts, and you know, uh, I find it hard to concentrate. Well, that's good because if you've got busy thoughts, then you've got an awareness around your busyness, haven't you? And it's like mm-hmm. anything; it's only like. Um, it's like if, if 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 you look at um if we look at um like a a river or a stream and it's chopping through you know like a, a nice forest and woods at the at the bottom of the stream it's going to come to a point where it hits the lake and everything settles and that's sort of like with your thought process really is that we've got all these busy thoughts um and it's the 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 monkey mind does give up after a bit it does calm down but it's like anything it's with repetition so the only way we can do that is by having a daily practice and just starting really small but the the trick is in the repetition which is what i term as happy habits so how do we form happy habits it's it's by doing something called time blocking so we block out our calendar every day at a certain time and nothing gets within that because we're no good to others if we can't take care of ourselves it's the old oxygen yeah. story which is Definitely. within the happy tank book and sadly um i'm having a big well i'm having a massive push on this because sadly it's upsetting me to hear so many great educators and leaders in education not taking care of themselves you know they're fantastic at taking care of the staff and everything else but then you know they're, they're under so much pressure themselves and not taking care of themselves so i've got this big thing at the moment which i'm talking a lot at uh, head teacher conferences is like you know what what are you going to do to start what what's it going to have to take is it going to take a breakdown is it going to take um you feeling like you don't want to work in education anymore is it going to feel like you know you're getting that car every morning that gut feeling i can't i don't know if i can do it today is it gonna is it is that is that is that the point we have to get to uh, or before we get to that what if we could put something in place that can that can prevent that and also make the job more uh, enjoyable than what it already is and what if we could put things in place which when Ofsted are on the horizon or there's been an issue uh, within the school or outside the school or there's been an issue of a child same again all outside of your control what if there was a way to be able to respond to that external stimuli uh, in a more positive manner, a more relaxed manner, and it can be done. And the secret is in that time blocking. So blocking out your diary every day and then learning something that works well for you. Now, I'm not saying the happy tanks to be all and end all (laughs) to support everybody's well-being and to learn how to be kind to yourself. So for you, Poppy, it might be going for a walk in the morning at six, just being out in nature for half an hour. Um, mm-hmm. for somebody else it might be walking the dog somebody else it might be do, going to the gym uh, somebody else it might be just sitting in the front room and having a cup of tea the calm before the storm so to speak yeah Whatever I mean, it I mean, is. How, long, how long should that time block be do you think john is there like a kind of set time we should try and put in our diary each day like, yes how long yeah i always I, I when i spoke in stoke on trends at haywood academy the other week i said to all the teaching staff uh, this was a high school um i i encouraged them all to have an hour and you do get a few wrigglers going what an hour in the morning and then they said well what time do you get up john and i said well i get up quite a little bit later now and they said what time is that and i said well i get up at five and they're like five and i said yeah i used to get up <laughs> at four because i give two hours back to john mcgee every morning 
two hours sometimes on a sunday i'll relax and i'll still get up but then i'll get back in bed and have a cup of tea and just you know just relax and listen to the birds and the bees and whatever else um but i give two hours i give minimum of five hours a day back to myself Love so that. i have my two hours in the morning which is my yoga practice which consists of journaling breath work affirmations uh, happy tapping whatever comes up in that time and then in the afternoon i give something back to myself and then what i do is i bookend my day uh, which is is i just evaluate what's gone on in the day i bookend it with journaling and and that solitude and that quiet time but that's my story i'm not expecting that from anybody else yeah. but what i would encourage to any of your listeners minimum 30 minutes and you then you have to take in the variable but not everybody's a morning person okay that's fine if you're not a morning person find a time that works for you so i just pre recently coached a chief exec of a football club and mm -hmm. i was blown away his time was actually at uh in the afternoon 12 30 till 1 we left the club and we worked on the model what worked for him because in the morning he had a big commit he was not a morning person but he had his daddy duty to do and support his wife mm -hmm. and then because he's got so many staff and maybe eight to nine different projects working within a massive community and working with all the schools within that community he didn't have that time because he had that added pressure at work so his quarters yeah. or levels were right up there managing his staff and his team and whatever the the day brought and then night time by the time he got home he was tired he was spent so we looked at a model right well what's stopping you getting out um mm -hmm. at your lunch so that worked for him 30 minutes out the office uh, generally most times not using his phone and then what he brought into it was listening to a podcast that, that stimulated him so headphones Brilliant. on out of work no distractions told all his team unless it's a crisis you call me and and that's what he's done so he learned time blocking he found a time to block his time to fill his happy tank and give that back to himself and his productivity has gone through the roof and i had a meeting with him about wow. three weeks ago um because i didn't have the capacity to coach him because i'm so busy but because he's a friend and i've worked in partnership with him for over 10 years i had to just move things around myself to support him because I do, he does a lot of good in education you know 30 odd primary schools um and i asked him I said, can I can I share your story? I'm speaking at a um, head teacher conference for Kirsty Stubbs, a tattooed head teacher up in Yorkshire in May. Can I share your story? And he said, of course you can, John. He said, because if it wasn't for that coaching with you, he said, I think I, I would have maybe had a breakdown. So wow. that's the power of time blocking. That's Amazing. half an hour. Poppy, half an hour every day, he found the solution. Yeah. So he wasn't reactive, he was proactive. We had to find, and this is the problem we have is one of the nlp positions presuppositions is if what you're doing isn't working do something different do anything yeah. different you'll get a different outcome but what we are we're creatures of habit so we go back to our default exactly. so we go back we go back to our unconscious patterns we've got to challenge our unconscious patterns and so we have to put something in place to be kind to ourselves to put ourselves first now who wouldn't want a better intimate relationship with a partner who wouldn't want to you know increase the productivity in school who wouldn't want to increase the you know the overall mental health and well-being when they're around their friends around other people you know all i can go on and on and on and all it comes down to 
he's being kind to yourself. He's putting yourself first because you're no good to anybody else if you're not putting yourself first. It's not selfish. It's not egotistical. It's taking care of yourself. And I promise you this and your listeners, when you start to, when you start to take care of yourself and put yourself first, every other part of your life is going to fall into place. I mean, don't get me wrong, there'll still be a few bumps in the road. But you, will have, you will have the tools and resources to self-regulate those thoughts and emotions because you've been putting in those happy habits, that repetition every single day. Because half an hour at the end of the week turns into whatever, three or four hours. Three or four hours at the end of the week at the, in a month turns to nearly 20, 30 hours. And then at the end of the year, what have you got? How many days have you got? You've got weeks that you've been putting yeah, into yourself amazing. it all starts to stack up and then all of a sudden you get a shift in consciousness you get a shift in consciousness you start to say things to yourself like oh do you know what feeling really good this week and what it is is your unconscious mind is starting to absorb the goodness you've been putting into yourself this is what starts to happen oh my gosh John, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. <laughs> you are grown I just up. love. I just you're just you're, you just make so much sense to me, and I'm sure everyone listening. I think, especially what you're saying there, John. Like we're creatures of habit, so that's why if we did something like time blocking, it's just about making a habit, isn't it? We just need to say, yeah. like, like the person. Um, with a football team if their time is twelve thirty to one, like not compromising. Like if you block out that time, don't compromise that like no. i guess that's the hard thing isn't it like sticking to it 100 <laughs> percent, and and that's the thing unless it's a crisis then yeah mm. move it you know if it's a family family issue or something like you said like offsteads coming in or whatever there's been an issue at school of course it has to be collapsed that's common sense mm -hmm. but other than that no because was it aristotle or Aesop said you know we are what we, we repeatedly do therefore uh what was it you know what it's that saying is that forget it off the top of me you've got me on the back foot but basically we are what we repeatedly do so you know um it's all about habit forming it all comes Definitely. down to habit forming and starting small don't look at it like a big like you know what's that saying how you eat an elephant is it one bite at a time you know don't look at it and think wow how am i gonna find an hour a day listen <laughs> start with five minutes then just have yeah. five minutes just, you know whatever whatever it is you whatever it is to you what you want to give back to your good self because we've got to learn to love ourselves it's the greatest love of all it wasn't the exactly. whitney houston song it was from linda creed fantastic writer learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all you know i believe the children of the future teach them well and let them lead the way it's like we've got to teach our children and when we teach children we learn ourselves because they are our greatest teachers and it goes mm -hmm. back to if Dr. Poppy wanted to visit her seven-year-old self, what would she say to that little seven-year-old? What does, does that little seven-year-old need to feel, you know, fulfilled, confident? I'm only throwing things out. I'm not saying this is you. I mean, what, what I'd do now, I'd, I'd give that seven-year-old a copy of The Happy Tank, John, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, that's very kind um, John, you. I just want to say I've got a lovely comment coming from one of our listeners this morning, Jenny. Um, hi, Jenny. Thanks for joining us. And Jenny has just put in the chat, I feel calmer just listening to John. Oh, thank you, Jenny. That's very, 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 that's kind, isn't it? Kind words cost nothing. Thank you very much, Jenny. That's very lovely. 
<laughs> um, amazing. And I, and I also want to thank you, John, because um, I actually got a copy, a copy of your book, The Happy Tank, um, a couple of weeks ago as we were coming up to the Easter break. And as you know, I'm um, a senior lecturer at uni, so I'm, so I'm teaching teachers. And I think a lot of people say to me, oh, it must be much easier teaching adults than when you were a primary school teacher. But I think what's harder, whereas when I left the primary school classroom, you know, your children go at 3.15, apart from the odd parent at, at the door, that's pretty much the end of your interaction with the children and parents to the next day but obviously mm. now with adults they can email you any time of night send you voice notes and <laughs> teams messages any time of the evening and um so I, I was reading your book just as we were approaching um the easter break and and the time blocking thing really got to me i thought do you know what i i always make myself as accessible as possible and i think in a way that's not always a good thing not a good thing for me um so I, what I did, John, and like I said, I have you to thank for this. When we were approaching the Easter break, so two weeks ago, I said to all my students, um, just to let you know, I've booked annual leave for the next two weeks. I, I'll be signing off six o'clock on Friday and not coming back till Monday the 17th, 9am. And, and I even sent that message to all of them. So I'm like, right, I'm going to say it. I'm going to manifest it. And I put on my out of office. And then, John, do you know what I did? I deleted my work email app and my Microsoft Teams app wow. off my phone. And oh my gosh, I've had the best two weeks, just coming to the end of two weeks now. And I don't think I've ever switched off from work. And I, it feels kind of scary because I'm like, what am I going to go back to? I have had a little sneaky scroll <laughs> on my laptop to check there's nothing awful. Yeah. But yeah, it feels really freeing. And I think you're right. Even if you start with five minutes of freedom, yeah, it's honestly. incredible. Like just actually being able to detach from work has has honestly I feel so invigorated and refreshed and, and excited to go back to work next week because I feel like I've actually had a break yeah and you know what thank you so much for that that feedback that just means so much to me that you've given that back to yourself because honestly Poppy when you go back into work you're going to be like a Jedi you're going to be unstoppable <laughs> no because your happy tank is full and you've already got these unconscious patterns that already know how to do your job you know to do a fantastic job so giving yourself that time to have that downtime honestly your body is just going to feel so replenished like you wouldn't believe honestly it's like anything Aww. first week or so you get back into the swing of things and it seems a little bit challenging but that is so wonderful to hear that you're giving that back to yourself because it's it's so important it's it breaks my heart i'm an empath when i hear these stories and i find it I find it so frustrating when I see, you know, amazing teachers in education or just people in general, when they, you know, they're doing so much good in the world, but they're not taking care of themselves. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And it, it's really, really not that difficult. It's like I said, it's as, it's as little as, you know, 30 minutes a day and, and making it consistent and, you know, and being really assertive and saying, nope, nothing's getting within that time that's for me that mm -hmm. that's to give back to myself because throughout the 16 hour day from waking up at whatever time till asleep at night i'm going to do this much i'm really going to be giving this much today so surely i have to give myself at least 10 percent of me me working day to myself but the paradigm shift is when we do it first it's going to increase our productivity and, and yeah, in exactly. so many areas of our life in so many areas there's going to be so much good come from it so it's it's counterproductive 
not doing it and then sadly yeah. sadly people do they just they get overwhelmed and they have breakdowns and they throw the towel in and it's heartbreaking when they've when they've got so much to give exactly and i think it comes back to to something you said right at the start of our chat today john where you said you know about teachers are, are kind like educators are kind mm. by nature and i think i think that's what makes it hard you know we we, we are caring so much for the our learners that we forget you know where to draw a line and make those healthy boundaries sometimes mm. yeah yeah gosh lots of us all to reflect on so i'd like to share can i can i share this with jenny i'd like to share this with jenny because i think this is a really good universal affirmation that um that stops a lot of that critical self-talk especially um if we're gonna well it covers it covers everything so i'll just say it to your listeners now which is the affirmation is i am always doing my best until i find a better way of doing things I'm always doing my best until I find a better way. And we just keep repeating the affirmation. I'm always doing my best until I find a better way of doing things. And what that does, that one affirmation in general, is it stops the critical self-talk. So I don't know if you've ever had it. Most people have. So you do something and you think, oh, why did I do that? Oh, wow. Why didn't I, I could have said this or I, I could have said that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so you're self-sabotaging yourself then. So it's, it's like stopping that little monkey mind, <laughs> saying that to yourself and saying, no having that awareness around it and then repeating that affirmation because we're all doing our best you know we are all doing our best our best might not be good enough for others but in any given moment we are doing our best and and if it doesn't work out that you know it wasn't your best then guess what the good news is we get to have another go with it don't we and we get to do something a little bit different exactly oh i love that and hopefully jenny you heard that affirmation uh, dedicated there to you as well that's really lovely john thank you so i can't believe we've got just um about 10 minutes left so i've just got um about three questions left to ask you john if that's okay yeah i'm just looking on my phone can i type in this little message here can i input a message here yeah you should be able to just input any messages there and press send and it will display oh and we've got a thank you from jenny thank you jenny so yep john do feel free to type uh if you're listening back on the podcast unfortunately you won't be able to interact with the text but for anyone who is listening live uh do feel free to type in the chat um so john just a few questions left in our last 10 minutes and and i guess i i just thought it'd be really interesting to ask what is it like being signed to Bloomsbury? Because obviously Bloomsbury have published the Happy Tank um, for you. And so what was it like having them as your publisher, if you're happy to talk a bit about that? Yeah, well, we had quite a few people sniffing around it, but I'd, I'd, I'd spoke to Andrew Cowley, who wrote um, Wellbeing in the Classroom, fantastic book. Uh, mm-hmm. um, no, sorry, that's that's Adrian Bethune. He wrote the, the Teacher Toolkit. And... and, and they'd encouraged me they said look we've signed to Bloomsbury have you ever thought of Bloomsbury and I was like oh I don't know so then I spoke to my agent about it and he was like I think it's a you know a really good chance so when we had the meeting with my editor it just you know Emily Badger fantastic beautiful human being she just got it she just she got the kindness and then you know when when we when we talked about you know how the illustrations how they needed to look because obviously i was asking children in the school so a lot of the children on the book and in the book of kids i've worked with so i i you know little little court news on in the wheelchair i said to her would you like to be famous she was like what i said i'm gonna put you in my book that's coming out you've just done a lesson with me she's like really and i said and what about your friend riley 
So I put Riley in the book because this little girl, when all the children were running out to play at break time, she stayed in with little Courtney in her wheelchair and coloured with her. And it just touched my heart to see that kindness. Aww. Yeah, it was... Um, so Bloomsbury was, you know, one of the things I, I did like about uh, signing to Bloomsbury was... Um, you know, there's the possibilities of the book of going to 25 languages. We've already, I noticed wow. that Barnes and Noble have, um, have signed up, which is massive in America. Um, it's been WH Smith, Wordery, Waters, loads have signed up, which is absolutely fantastic because then that helps. Amazing. Not, Congratulations. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And, and, and the marketing, they've been brilliant with the marketing. Uh, I'm not in, I'm not, we're not big into sales and stuff, but sadly, that's a side of, the work you do it's a byproduct isn't it we've all got to make money and pay for our bills so to speak um so they've been great with the marketing so laura beverage who's the head of marketing has been lovely ashwar who's does all the sales helping you know get the books into schools and yeah they've just they're just very well oiled and um and they do know education and, and they're very well respected within education you know so like when I, I'm very blessed to, as you know, because I'm going to be seeing you hopefully this year because I'm speaking down in Essex. Um, Yay! Fingers yeah, crossed. Yes. Yeah, so Can you please down. sign a copy, my copy of the Happy Tag? I'd be more <laughs> than happy to. I'd be more than happy to, Poppy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm down at Kensal Juniors in Essex in Bentfleet. Um, been Yay. looking forward to go down there the last three years. Finally got around to it, so I'll be speaking down there. Um, so, yeah, it's just um, it's great to have that um a team around you like that you know that are working well with my team at um mm -hmm. at, at kindness matters because as you know i'm managing director kindness matters i'm the founder i, I do staff training <laughs> i do conferences i still love doing super my learning goodness. days with the kids i know and it's getting it is getting a little bit because i'm i'm not any spring chicken you know i'm, I'm getting longer in the tooth but uh, I, but I love the mix. I love the mixed bag of. You Are you going to keep time blocking, John? Make sure you've still got your frequent breaks, please. If you could only <laughs> see everything. my if you could only see my calendar now, nothing gets within my time blocking. Very That's rarely, amazing. very very rarely. Amazing. Um, so and thank you to all of John's amazing team for, for bringing this book out to us. If anyone hasn't got a copy yet, it's called The Happy Tank. Um, we'll be sharing some uh, links to that through our Teachers Talk Radio post today. But absolutely love this book, John. Um, but I just got two more questions for you. And I want to come back to something we spoke about earlier on in the show today. A bit more about your YouTube channel, Kindness Matters TV, which obviously links with your amazing book, The Happy Tank. Could you maybe tell us a bit more about kind of your goals with your YouTube channel, what we can find on there? Um, and obviously, we'll share that link as well today. Yeah, so, you know, that came from Joe Wicks. I became friends with Joe Wicks during the, the pandemic. I contacted oh, Joe wow. before. Yeah, Joe was brilliant. And before we'd lost the, the, the big accounts on Instagram, he helped me do something called Live at 11. So he was doing his PE with Joe. And then I came up with an idea where, because kids were in the house, you know, what acts of kindness could they do around the house to support the parents of the carers? And he did really well. And I started to see, like, the power in you know in youtube but then one thing led to another um and there's only so many hours in a day so it's come full circle now um because a lot of our kindness matters schools um the, it's it's proper uh freaky poppy when you go into a school and there's nearly 300 kids in an assembly and they all go your kindness tip today is this and they do it same accent as me they do the body <laughs> language and because you've watched that many kindness videos on the tv 
as part of the course if they were kindness matters school and they're modeling the kids are modeling and it's wow. like i was like wow we're onto something here so we're actually working on something really big we've just invested quite quite a few thousand pounds into um some filming equipment that i can use when i'm visiting different schools i'm just learning and having a bit of coaching around how to use it you know like for vlogging and that sort of stuff oh wow then, exciting yeah yeah so we tested and measured it last year with a film company but it was just to make it accessible for me when i'm on the go so that i can just point and shoot record it great sound great lighting great hd up in the cloud and then my team take care of it they do all that stuff they do would you know schedule it and get it out there and it's it's because mm -hmm. a lot of schools do like to let the children sit down maybe at the end of the week as a, as a reward and watch kindness matters tv so a lot of schools have been asking me kids have been saying can you do more can you do more and i've it's, kids don't get it they don't realize how busy you are do they so we've yeah. looked at the time how we can carve out that time and get that content on a regular basis so that children are just getting that constant drip of positive content and um and supporting their mental health and well-being brilliant so for anyone who's not watched kindness matters tv if you literally just go on a search engine and type in kindness matters tv you will find john's channel but i know my 11 year old uh, son he's he lives on youtube so <laughs> hopefully he can start watching some more positive things i think that's brilliant. the great thing about youtube as you say john it's very yeah. accessible for our young people and one a favorite platform for many so um fantastic i can't believe we've only got a couple of minutes left I've, I've got something else i just want to squeeze in and then maybe we'll end the show um you can maybe share your socials and, and how people can contact you and buy the book although i know you've touched on that so one thing i love about following you on twitter john is all your lovely kind of little quotes and affirmations so i wondered just to end the show have you got a favorite quote that you could share with us please well i have lots of my own quotes yeah so i why don't i give you the one that's been put on the back of my motor on that i'm traveling around the uk with my uk tour wow uh, yes. oh my gosh yes <laughs> yeah so my affirmation that tatlaw signs in blackburn very uh is it douglas signs it's how douglas signs in blackburn they kindly put it on the back of the van and they wouldn't charge me because they love the work i do i was like really and they went, oh, look, John, you, that. you know, you give so much kindness. We're not taking so much money, make a charitable donation or whatever. And I was like, really? So the quote on the back of my motor home that people see up and down the motorway is a greeting, a gesture or a giggle. Leave other people feeling better than before they met you. Oh, that's so beautiful, John. And I know for those of us listening today, you've made us feel better. <laughs> yeah and and that's what it's about isn't it just imagine if everybody just lived by that quote that every day as you go about the business and they just said that as an affirmation you know greeting a gesture or a giggle leave other people feeling better than before they met you so you think every social interaction you have with every human being today poppy if you mm -hmm. if you've just got that running in the back of your mind thinking right i'm either going to make him a giggle i'm going to give him a compliment or mm -hmm. i'm going to praise him and say they're a really good parent or they're very good at the job and then you've done your bit then you've left and you've made an impact on them because they'll Love never forget that. you know people was it Maya Angelou you know people often forget what you've said or what you've done but they'll never forget how you make them feel mm -hmm. feel and that's what it's about isn't it we all want to feel good we all want to be happy isn't that the pursuit of life is happiness and Definitely. why not make others happy because when we make others happy it makes us happy too 
Definitely. I love that. And I know whenever I ask my students at university, you know, tell me about teachers you remember, it is always those stories about teachers that built them up, that made them feel good, that nurtured them, that, yeah. that do stay with us. So I think that's such a valuable last message there, John. Thank you for sharing that with us. No, you're welcome. You're more than welcome. Um, and, and then just in, in the final minute, I know we've been mostly speaking about your amazing book, The Happy Tank. Um, but are there other ways that people can find you, connect with you, come and uh, see the amazing stuff you're doing, John? Yeah, I just think Twitter is always a good point, you know, especially with your listeners being in education. So just follow kindness coach underscore on Twitter or just visit the website www.kindnessmatters.co.uk and there's you find everything on there, every, every bit of information you want, really. Fantastic. And are you on LinkedIn as well, John, for any of those who enjoy a, a professional? I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't really use too much LinkedIn. I'm just more focused on my on my Twitter and obviously with me and my team looking at the um, Kindness Matters TV and and streamlining that with TikTok. There's there's more than enough to be done, really. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't need more platforms. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's more than enough amazing thank you so much john so if anyone's not connected with john before uh do come and get involved in some of these kind conversations and john just on behalf of me and teachers talk radio can i say a big thank you for your kindness in coming on the show today no you're more than welcome thank you for your kindness and just keep up the good work you're doing absolutely fantastic job poppy you know keep inspiring your students keep on being you keep on being the kindness you want to see in the world and you know together we can just make our our world a little bit more kinder and a little bit more a little bit more nicer can't we definitely thank you so much john let's all go out and be kind and keep that kindness ripple going i wish you all the best for the weekend john yep thank you for your kindness speak to you soon okay thank you bye-bye bye-bye you've been listening to teachers talk radio tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.